Indianapolis. Go. Drop in. The moment y'all been waiting for. It's the show where Indy comes to talk. Open lines with Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. We are Indy's hip-hop station. Hot 100.9. One, two, two, three, three. Hold up. And good morning to you, Indianapolis. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Roto, coming to you live from the Hot 100.9 and 106.7 WTLC Studios on this Sunday morning, November 12th, 2023. Really, really looks like fall out there this morning. I want to thank you for joining us, starting your week with us on the show today. Indy has a new mayor, and for the first time, Marion County has a black mayor. Those are different people. But the mayor of Indianapolis, while new, is still the same. As Joe Hogshead has secured a third term as the mayor of Indianapolis and did it by big, big numbers. We'll talk about the election results and the history that is made uh, in Marion County, in LaPorte County, in southern Indiana, and in Marion with, for the first time, Black mayors or black women becoming mayors of several Indiana cities. We'll talk about that and more coming up here in just a few moments. But we'll start the show today with something to do for this winter. The Performing Arts Conservatory is preparing their youth with a new twist on the Nutcracker infused with jazz. It is something that you and the family can do on the holidays and something that you can do inside that will keep you warm. We'll give you the details on that coming up here in just a few moments. Welcome to Open Lines. So on the show today, we're going to start with Bridget Townsend. We're going to hear from her in just a second uh, from the uh, um, theater. Uh, I'm just trying to get a couple things set here. Um, You guys want to know a secret? I brushed my teeth this morning, but I woke up at 7.39. The alarms went off. I just didn't get up. I have three alarms. The lights come on in the room. None of that helped. But uh, as the pastor would say, but God said, hey, bro, you want to get up? And I rolled over and looked at the clock. It was 7.39, so I rolled over, ran upstairs to... Uh, go brush my teeth, slipped on whatever jogging pants I could find in a basket. And I did the speed limit all the way here. And so here we are on the air. We made it just barely. I said all that so I could catch my breath because I literally just got here right before the show started. But we made it. It's okay. I didn't have to tell you all that. But I did. Okay. Now that I have my caught my breath and everything is where it's supposed to be. Now let's tell you about the Performing Arts Conservatory. Uh, Their open holiday season uh, of the Nutcracker. It is a story that is being told through the eyes of teenagers. The Nutcracker, which is traditionally a ballet, received a bit of a twist as students share their version of the story. This beautiful jazz holiday feature infused with jazz music arranged by Duke Ellington uh, is a Nutcracker like no other. Indianapolis's own winning screenwriter and author Tiffany Wolfert took words of the youth and put them to pen and paper and is describing and developing a play that is exciting with a fun script, which students deliver perfectly. This annual show now adds current issues 
to the Christmas story, making it fun and fresh. So it is topical. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I always like when people take uh, things that were written a while ago and put them in current terms. And that's what they've done with this uh, edition of the Nutcracker. To tell us more, Bridget Townsend is on our live line. Bridget, good morning. Good morning. How are you, Cameron? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. You you got you caught your breath. You I, good? Ca I caught my breath. I caught my <laughs> breath. I'm here. I'm here. So I I looked at I literally rolled over. It's that clock said seven thirty nine. So mm, that's a problem. Well, we're just we're glad you made it. We love listening to you every Sunday morning. So Th thank we're you. We're glad. Thank you so much. I'm glad you could be here. So so tell us about uh, the one, the Performing Arts Conservatory, because it's new. It's something that I had never heard of. Tell us about that, and then let's talk about the play. Well, thank you, Cameron. And, and again, thank you for inviting us on your show. Uh, the Performing Arts Conservatory is a performing arts organization where we focus on youth grades 6 through 12. And uh, it's an after-school program. And um, it, we just love to help youth understand the background and the nature of African-American artists and African-American creatives, you know, by introducing them to their body of work. So majority of the work that we do are dancing, singing, uh, theater work, our music. It's all um, music that's mainly either written or scored by African-Americans. We want them to be proud of their of their heritage. So we're proud, and, and that's what we try to, 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 to teach them on a regular basis. So how long has this been around? Wow. Cameron, we've been around for a while. I don't know why we haven't done much media, but uh, the, the organization opened in uh, 20, 2013 is okay. when we started. Um, the 2012, I'm sorry, 2012 is when we started the after school program. And uh, we've been working with kids. Now we have graduates of the program that come back and help out and still participate. And it's, it's amazing. I can't believe it. We're in year 11. I, I can't believe it. <laughs> that, that is a, a quite an accomplishment. So you after, so tell me about the after school program. Where is it and who can be involved or and how, how do people get there? Tell me about that. Oh, sure. We're located in Lawrence Township. Okay. We're right uh, near 71st and Shadlin. Um, actually, it's in the uh, Castleton United Methodist uh, Ministries building. So they can contact us through uh, www.tpacindy.org. And uh, we're right here at uh, in uh, the Shadlin Station area and in the, you know, in an area where it's easy to find. Um, if youth want to get involved with the Performing Arts Conservatory, our season runs July through June, just like a school year. And uh, we hold two auditions annually. One is coming up in December, the first two Sundays of December. And then we hold another one uh, the fourth week in July. So uh, they can always come and audition with us. It is a skills-based audition. Mm -hmm. We don't uh, use a performance space. We want to just see where you are, beginner, inter intermediate, you know, advanced. And then we want to work with you to help develop uh, that gift that, that God has given you. Wow. Um, what are the hours for the after-school program? We, oh, this is incredible. So, Cameron, we work on Sundays okay. for two hours a week from 3 to 5 okay. every single Sunday, except for, like, Easter, you know, some Mother's Day those um, really special Sundays, but we're here from three to five. So for two hours, one day a week, 
we just ask that you bring your children. They practice at home. We rehearse here uh, in the building. So um, we come ready and prepared to to get things done. <laughs> okay. Well, you guys are getting things done because you have some shows that are coming up. So the, the one that we're learning about now is the Nutcracker um, that yes, is that takes on a, a fresh uh, take on what's going on, mi- mixing the story as originally written with what's happening right now. Yes, I love this story. Number one, uh, the Nutcracker is a beloved holiday tradition. So it's something that you see every single year. And those that have seen the traditional Nutcracker, it is a ballet written by Tchaikovsky. And so we we know that version. But what our kids did was uh, wanted to find out what is the story about? What, What does this story mean? And that's where it becomes a little different because uh, they tell it in a, in a way that only teenagers can tell the story. Every year, it's brand new, it's fresh. Um, there are some scenes that are the same, because we have to have the iconic snowball scene. I know, you've never seen that in the Nutcracker, but it is in the Nutcracker suite, uh, the story told by our teenagers, and infused with Duke Ellington music. Duke Ellington, he did a collaboration with one of his friends, um, Billy Strayhorn. So that's the neat part of this performance because all age groups love this performance. The adults love the jazz music, the kids love the interaction, and it's just a fun event for the whole family. So uh, you've got a couple of shows coming up. Yes, sir. And tell us when those are. Our shows are um, next weekend. We call it the Nutcracker Weekend. Um, Those shows will be held on the east side and the west side. So there's no excuse. Whatever side of town you live on, you should be able to get to one of our shows. November 18th, that's Saturday, November 18th, it's here at Castleton United Methodist Church on uh, 7101 Shadeland Avenue. And and that show starts at 1 o'clock. And then on Sunday, the 19th, it's on the west side at Witherspoon Presbyterian Church at their new location, 3535 West Kessler Boulevard, um, north, and uh, that show starts at 4 p.m. All of that information, Cameron, is also on our website, and it's on all of our social media. So if you uh, frequent Facebook or Instagram, uh, it's all out there as well. So I and I'm here. I'm going to ask you a question that you might not know the answer to. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, what the 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 teens that are in this play? What schools are they from? If you've got folks from all over, what schools might they represent? Yeah, so that's interesting. We have kids from IPS, kids from Brownsburg, uh, kids from Lawrence Township, kids from Washington uh, Township, uh, kids from uh, Chittard. So these kids, they have melting backgrounds that come together from all over the city. And I'm going to tell you, Cameron, that's probably what makes us so interesting because these kids learn how to work together together. from all these different kinds of backgrounds and and environments that they come from, they just have a love for the performing arts. They have a love for music and dance and and instrumental playing and theater. And so that's the fun part about this. Yeah, we have kids from everywhere. Um, Last year we had a child, and he's graduated now, from Zionsville. So they they come from everywhere, Cameron. (laughs) And what what are the ages that you have? I know it's open from 6 to 12. Is this particular play all high schoolers? Well, this yes, this particular play or, or rendition is high school students, grades 6 through 12. 
Their age ranges, it depends, because grade six, sometimes they're 11 years old uh, in the sixth grade, and sometimes they're 18 uh, in the uh, 12th grade. But it is for all families. It's for all age groups. Not just teens need to come to this performance. And we don't hold you long, Cameron. I, what I love is when we get our exit interviews, our folks always tell us, we love your shows. Your shows keep me captivated, and I want more versus being too long. So just come out and have a fun afternoon with your, with your whole family. So let me ask you two questions before we go. One, how can parents, if they have a student who wants to get into theater and would love to get on the stage and love to get involved, how can they contact you? Please contact us through our Facebook, uh, through our, yeah, you can contact us through our Facebook page, but contact us via uh, our website. Um, there's information where there's a contact tab, and you can click there and we will respond, or they can call us directly at 317-436-7997, and we will return your call and we'll get your child started because auditions are coming up in December, so we would love to have their children be involved. Okay, okay. Then give us one more time the dates and times for the two upcoming shows. Dates, uh, that's Saturday, November 18th, here on the east side at Castleton United Methodist, 1 o'clock, and Sunday, the 19th, at Witherspoon Presbyterian at 4 o'clock, and we would love to see you there. And it's great when when folks, you know, you got to go support uh, these students because they are I'm sure they're already good. And I say this because a couple of weeks ago I was um, seeing an event at the Harriet Tubman School of Excellence. And there were a couple of students and they're all elementary, but there were mm-hmm. a couple of students who were who could have just taken the mic and just emcee the thing themselves because they were so good with their stage presence. And when they talked in a microphone and so I, I just encouraged them to continue to do what they're doing. But you see them light up when there is an audience who reacts when they start talking, because some of them make you you turn around and be like, wait, 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 what? I didn't know that. <laughs> you could sing or could rap or you could give a speech like that and so it it is just it i'm sure you see it when you have an audience there who who makes them light up to realize oh uh miss townsend and the staff weren't just playing around i actually am pretty good at this exactly and cameron that's what i love so much about you and the whole w uh, tlc team you guys like to focus on the positive of what these kids are doing out here our youth everyone's not out Um, creating havoc or something, you know, whatever, and and shooting and all of that. Yes, that goes on, but we want to create all of these types of organizations so that we can show kids how to be, you know, positive, how to have a strong self-esteem, how to be more confident, and, and and have activities so that they can do other things and really get involved. They just want to have fun and be active, and they want someone to to recognize them and pay attention to them. I agree with you, Cameron, when you see kids like that that light up, when they see an audience light up because of what they do via a performance like that. Um, It's thrilling. It's thrilling to see these kids be achievers and be positive influencers within our community. So, you know, hats off to all of these organizations that are doing something, that are putting some skin in the game, just trying to work with the kids within our city. Well, Bridget, I want to thank you for what you do and getting in contact with me, letting us know what uh, this, what you have going on, because as you said, you've, you haven't done much media, so we need to know about these things so we can okay. let people know. <laughs> and we'll do more, Cameron, I promise. <laughs> thank you. Well, you have my email. You know, sometimes it might take you two emails to get me, but I'll get you. 
Thank you so much. I appreciate this time this morning. Have a great day and a great Sunday. Thank you. Good luck on the show. Have a good show. All righty. All right. Bridget Townsend, ladies and gentlemen, uh, more information on how to get that. You have her email uh, on how to get your kids involved in some uh, on some some on stage performances. You know, if they you know, if they're making if they're making TikToks and whatnot, that means they've got and they've got people who are watching. them. They've got a stage presence. Let them get up there on the stage and see what it's like to do uh, in front of a real audience because it is different. Uh, all right. That's great. Glad to hear about that. All right. Um, let's. Brandon, you want to do a quick commercial break? Let's do a commercial break. Uh, and when we come back, let's talk about the history that was made here across Indiana um, with Election Day. Now in the history books, uh, some new mayors, some returning mayors, some young mayors, and a lot of black mayors elected for the very first time in cities all across Indiana, literally from the Michigan state line to the Kentucky state line, there were some big successes. We'll talk about those numbers and how he did it. Joe Hogsett won not by just a little bit, but by a massive landslide, 60 to 40%. We'll talk about the numbers and we'll talk to you to get your reaction. The phone lines are now officially open. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. Let's talk to you. Let's talk about it. More open lines. We're going to be back. Uh, Brandon, let's just do a three-minute commercial break this time. Let's do a three-minute and we'll be back with more open lines next. Sunday morning show. It's the show that brings you news about what's happening in Indy and around the world with Indy's newsman Cameron Riddle. It's the show where Indy comes to talk. It's open lines with Cameron Riddle. And we are back here on this Sunday morning after election day, which was historic and brought home some big wins, uh, particularly for the Democrats, for African American candidates, and for young candidates. Uh, across the country, abortion, that issue uh, came back as, you know, uh, Roe versus Wade was overturned last summer. And since then, states, both heavy blue and some states that are red and some that are ruby red, dark red, bloody red, however you want to say it, uh, have decided that that will be a constitutional right in their state. So the plan to overturn uh, uh, abortion rights um that one has not gone pretty much like anybody thought. Um, that has been uh, a topic uh, that just recently uh, in Ohio, 
uh, they have added that to their constitution. Uh, also in Ohio, you might have saw this story. Now all of Indiana's neighbors permit some form of marijuana use from recreational and medicinal in Illinois and Michigan uh, to some use in Kentucky and now in Ohio. So all we are, we always make the joke on this one. Indiana will be the last state to do it. And well, pretty much that appears to be what will um, happen. And the state police would like to remind you that even if you go across one of those states and purchase it legally, once you cross the good old Indiana state line, now you're committing a crime. Uh, more to talk about on that. That's something that always seems to kind of pop up at the state house, but doesn't get much traction. But uh, these marijuana companies are bringing in millions and billions of dollars uh, to their state's economies. And just on a numbers standpoint, uh, even folks who might not um, participate in uh, that form of vegetation um, are like, hey, this isn't making financial sense. We're letting a lot of money walk out the door. Somebody needs to come to the table and talk about some. That's just the financials. But meanwhile, at the top of several city halls here in the great state of Indiana, there are now, for the first time, black mayors. One of them right here in Marion County. In Lawrence, uh, residents there have elected Deb Wetfield to be the new mayor of Lawrence, the first black woman. Um, to be mayor of Lawrence. She wasn't the only one who had good success uh, that night. Down south, along the Kentucky border, Evansville voters make history electing its first woman mayor and first black mayor. Uh, voters there elected Democrat Stephanie Terry, uh, who had a margin of 49 to 40%. Um, it continues. Uh, you saw some familiar faces like Eddie Melton being reelected there in uh, Gary on the, on the northern end. You also saw um, some reelections of uh, mayors uh, for the first time in um, up in Elkhart. Well, the mayor has been reelected, uh, also a black mayor. Uh, then you have some new mayors in Michigan City, Indiana. For the first time, you have a black woman mayor. That is my hometown. So for the first time, they're making history. Uh, also in Terre Haute, a young mayor um, who is, let's just say uh, he's brown because I don't know his full story. But if you go to his website, you'll learn more about him. But he's a political newcomer named Brandon Sackbun. He's 27 years old. So he's bringing in the young vote as well. Um, and... Also, uh, I wanted to tell you about um, the Michigan City mayor, and then I'm going to tell you about the Marion mayor and why all of this, um, why this is still a, a thing, why, why we still have to highlight these. You know, a lot of people may think um, that the, the folks who listen to this show are all black, but they're not. There's actually a wide variety of people who listen to this show and occasionally you'll get I get an email about, hey, why are you going so deep on that? Like, is why is that a big deal? So I got to add context uh, to that because it's a big deal, because up in Michigan City, they have elected the first African-American uh, who was elected in a landslide. Anzi Nel 
Angie Nelson Deutsch um, is a Democrat, and she won there 64% to 33%. If you go over to foxnews.com, you'll find a headline, Indiana Town, famous for its 1930 lynching, elects its first black Republican mayor. Republican Ronald Morrell Jr. defeated Marion's incumbent uh, Democrat mayor in an election. Why is that important? Because that lynching in 1930 was just 93 years ago. So in the books, folks always say, or I've heard people say to me, like, why is that a big deal? Like, that happened so long ago. Like, actually, it wasn't. If that happened 93 years ago, there's somebody who was alive, probably in Marion, who was alive on this earth at the same time of the um, lynching and to see the first black mayor. That happened in somebody's lifetime that is still here with us. So it wasn't that long ago. These are making headlines because we're we're still making progress, but even you know, this hasn't been 100 years. Again, this is in somebody's lifetime, in your grandparents' lifetime, of the juxtaposition of the extremes of what they seen, have seen. And so even in Marion, um, where they've knocked out the Democrat mayor, they've decided to elect the first black mayor who was also a Republican. Um, that is obviously national headline news. You'll find that story right now on the foxnews.com it's a national story here in indianapolis big headlines for joe hogsett and jefferson shreve uh as you remember jefferson shreve and joe hogsett put out a lot of commercials uh the radio station and the tv stations that i work for thank them very much for all of that campaign money that's how we get paid with commercials uh those commercials are now done um much of those commercials were funded by Jefferson Shreve, who put 13 and a half million of his own dollars into that campaign for those ads that have been running in the primary election and in the general election. So, again, 13 and a half million dollars of his own money because Jefferson Shreve has been a successful businessman. He stepped away from his business for nine months to run uh, for mayor of Indianapolis. And as he joked the other night, he's learned a lot and it's been a very uh, expensive education for him. Those are his words. Um, he did not win even close to becoming mayor of Indianapolis. With the final numbers in, Joe Hogsett uh, was reelected for a third time to mayor of Indianapolis, 60 to 40 percent. And while the commercials and folks would like you to believe that People don't like Joe Hogsett. It's real hard to argue uh, when you win an election by 60 percent. And so if my name was Joe Hogsett and I won 60 to 40 percent, you really couldn't tell me nothing this week. So I'm sure the man is walking on cloud nine um, with such a landslide of a win. So some uh, some history that's been made, uh, some wild um, some clear statements that have been made on positions from what the voters want. Um, and while Indiana is behind on some topics, including abortion, um, and I say behind on the, the wave, the national wave, um, and marijuana, we are now starting to get some black mayors on all parts of uh, the state. So from all the way from Michigan City along the Michigan and uh 
Illinois state line to here in central Indiana and in Lawrence all the way down to Evansville. Uh, some progress on that front being made. So uh, shout out to Ben Johnson who's listening. Uh, good morning, man. Uh, 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. And good morning to Gwen too. I know she's listening. Gwen, Gwen Berry. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, three. One seven two seven Z. Nope, nope, nope. That's my cell phone number. Three one seven two three nine one zero zero nine. Three one seven two three nine one zero zero nine. That's the number to get on the air here at the radio station. Let's go to the phones. Talk to you about these election results. Dial me up. Here we go. Let's hit the phones. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, Cameron, how are you today? Good, Paul. How are you? Oh, I'm great, man. Um, greetings to everybody. Uh, I just want to say a few things. One, when I was 13 years old, I participated in a play called Everyman. It was a really good play. And I had one concern. Mm-hmm. You know, what happens if I mess up while I'm on stage? And the director told me, he said, hey, you may have made a mistake. But the audience don't know you made a mistake. Mm-hmm. So I hope you guys, uh, some of you family members that heard that, get your children involved um, in that act and to set their careers and get them started on something positive for the community. And the last thing I want to say, Cameron, uh, when you when you came on the air, you said that uh, God told you uh, to get on up and to get to work. Well, when you said that, I just started kind of laughing a little bit because I was hoping that the ambulances or nobody would be outside the studios waiting on you because you said something about hearing voices and they hear voices related to mental illness. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Because, you know, I know you're not mentally ill. No, I I didn't hear voices. I heard the voice, just one voice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So can you kind of tell us what he sound like? (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you this morning, I'll tell you this morning, he said, hey, dog, you going to work? That's what I heard. And I looked at the clock and I said, yep, got to go. That's what I heard. Oh, wow. And, uh, and then I did say that was the last thing. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> uh, but, but uh, uh, well, obviously, you, you did ask me a couple of weeks ago who I was voting for. And mm-hmm. you do know that I don't participate in that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, because my thing is when voting becomes more important than unity, there's a problem. And, and it's the problem of separation. And I would like to see us come a little closer together and stop taking these outside entities that separate us. Because you got the Democrats, you got the Republicans, you got the Baptists, you got the uh, Apostolics. All of these things cause separation in our neighborhoods. And we, we need to like put those things aside so that we can come together and come up with better plans. Because as you spoke about the lynching, uh, that happened 93 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only difference between then and now is that they legalized the lynchings, and the police department is is uh, lynching people. Uh, so again, when we uh, sit back and say, "Hey, y'all, this is a real issue. Can we handle the real issue?" Um, there was there's a candidate that's running for governor, and he said he wanted to. Uh, all the illegal people, aliens that's in this country, uh, you know, to stop them from coming in. Well, we need to get rid of the ones 
that that has no bit that had no business being here in the first place. And I don't know if you noticed or not around the city, all of these apartment buildings and different things going up. I mean, what kind of statement is that making? We're not going to be able to buy property or or, or these types of things. Uh, I mean, it's bad enough that a lot of these landowners don't even live in the state of Indiana. And you got homeless people. You got people that can't afford uh, some of these apartments or some of these houses and carrying on. I mean, I mean, when are we going to uh, really attack what ails our community? All right. So thank you, thank you for uh, letting me talk, and uh, everybody have a wonderful day today. All right. Thank you. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. Caller online, too. Good morning. Who's this? How you doing, Cameron, brother, MOTF here. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Was the uh, mayor of uh, Michigan City that won a Democrat or Republican? She's a Democrat. Yeah, because the only Republican, I think, was a brother of Mary, and I read his Correct. story and listened to his uh, listened to his story uh, on Willie Yates' uh, uh, Twitter X page and uh, communicated with her a little bit about that. Did she have any other candidates to run? And she said they did have some, but they didn't want to run. Melton, this is his first tour in Gary Prince is leaving. He just he won the Democratic nomination, so there's no other no challenger there from the Republican side. So he he pretty much went in unopposed. I uh, communicate with Mr. Melton all the time. Went to uh, Word, I think, high school, and uh, he's a good dude. Good dude. So hopefully some change will be made. Um, uh, first of all, I want to tell people Paul was talking about getting out. The Tarrant Media Shower is going on this weekend. Beautiful, beautiful media shower. Uh, from the from the uh, comet Taurus. Taurus is short for Taurus. Uh, it's in the south eastern part of the sky. You can see it with the naked eye. They say I tried to look last night when I was at work, and I I did see some uh, elements of it. But I'm going to take my binoculars tonight and see what I can catch. So get your children out if you can, and see it at dusk. As soon as dusk happens, not late. So get them out. And then um, <clears throat> also we want to pay credence. To all the black veterans, that uh, uh, I'm a veteran. Uh, yesterday was Veterans Day. If you go on my tw- uh, TikTok or Instagram page, Emotep Sankofa, I got a lot of articles and pertinent pictures about the mistreatment of black veterans that came on after World War One, World War Two, Vietnam, uh, and so this country does not like to deal with truths, as Paul say, but a lot of us were not treated right, and still are not being treated right in the military. Matter of fact. The new Secretary of Defense and the new Joint Chiefs of Staff have changed, tried to change policies in the military after what happened with January 6th because they found out it was rampant with white supremacists and racism that there's lawsuits being filed right now by uh, black pilots in the Air Force now, in the Navy, and in the Army. So this fight still goes on for some sort of reason. It's just the elections... Uh, I, you know, I understand Paul's voter depression, but the school boards and all the local your prosecutors and stuff like that are very important. I like what I saw with the school board elections around the country. I like what I saw in Kentucky, that pushback there, especially Daniel Cam- Cameron getting knocked out. Uh, they took a lot of heavy hits. And like I told Pastor Jackson, when you hit your train to a five person who's facing five, char- five, five trials, and has been found liable in a rape trial already, that's a recipe for disaster. If that was Barack Obama, everybody would be talking about him, even black folks would be talking about him. So GOP is, 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 is dumb. Both parties are not the same. I don't want to hear that. 
There's no Democratic uh, challengers challenged affirmative action. No Democratic people challenged the student loan bill. No Democratic people uh, authoring book bans. Moms of Liberty is not supported by Democrats. 1776 uh, is not supported by Democrats. So they are not the same. I want you all to make sure of that. And, Cameron, can you get the exit polls for 18 to 30? in this last election because we still have this issue between 18 and 30 year olds and i know those numbers are low because the general turnout i think was 26.9 26 mm-hmm. that's pretty terrible that's terrible that's uh, two we, points we up like, from last year or last mayor yeah but, for, but but all your so-called uh, industrial nations sweden norway finland singapore all of them they're in the high 70s and 80s I believe they make matter of fact they make voting a holiday in those countries germany and all those places they're in the high 80s for voting. This country here, just, even with presidential elections, what are we, barely at 55% probably? Mm-hmm. I don't think we top 60. Maybe Obama? Maybe Obama was top 60 a couple times. But other than that, we barely crossed 50 even in presidential elections. It's just terrible. So just want to throw that out there, people, young people, get involved, help out, get out, motivate, organize, become groups. You're powerful together than you are individually. Start grouping and start getting things done. All right, we're going to take a commercial break, Brandon. Let's pay another set of bills here real quick. You know what you want here? Any campaign ads? Well, you might, because the governor race and the presidential race, as Imhotep was alluding to, is right around the corner. So let's see. I don't see any election commercials in this particular rundown. So let's enjoy uh, a non-election commercial break. Before they restart, probably as soon as next week. But the radio station and the TV station, they'll take the money. We'll take it. We need it. That's how we get paid. Let's pay some bills. We'll be back. More open lines in about two minutes. Sunday morning show. It's the show that brings you news about what's happening in Indy and around the world with Indy's newsman Cameron Riddle. It's the show where Indy comes to talk. It's Open Lines with Cameron Riddle. And we are back here on Open Lines on 106.7 WTLC and Hot 100.9. Dial me up 317-239-1009-317-239-1009. That's our live line as we talk about these election results. History made all across Indiana with new black mayors elected for the first time and uh, some big wins for Democrats, including Indianapolis's own mayor, Joe Hogshead, who won in a landslide, 60% to 40%. That's despite Jefferson Shreve spending $13.5 million of his own money on TV and radio commercials. It was not enough. Uh, to put Joe Hogsett out of a job as he is now a three-time winner. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. Hello. You're live on the air. What's on your mind? Who's this? Good morning. I, my name is Tony. Hi, Tony. And Hi, and I work with Deborah Winfield at Community Hospital. And I'm gonna tell you, she's an awesome person. 
Well, I think we need to uh, invite her on the show and find out more about her because uh, the folks in Lawrence, she, I've, I've seen the commercials against her. Uh, but again, that was a place in Lawrence where, hey, that wasn't enough to stop her. Yeah, she is. She's an awesome person. And she works on a team at our hospital that really helped out minorities. And she did an awesome job. Okay. All right. Yes. And thank you for your thank you for the opportunity and have a nice one. Same to you. Thank you for calling in, letting us know. Yeah, we'll get we'll get uh, the mayor elect uh, here on this show. We'll we'll reach out. Um, yeah, definitely want to talk to her. 317-239-1009-317-239-1009. Post election. Hey, this was one um, we talked about um, marijuana at the beginning of the show. All of the states surrounding Indiana uh, have now legalized it in some form. The joke was always that Indiana would be one of the last, if not the last state in the union um, to legalize marijuana in some form. And so far, that is holding true. And while not while it's a, a topic that is controversial for some, some will tell you, hey, it is... Uh, uh, what was it? Cat Williams said, hey, it's a plant that go, grows out of the ground. And if you happen to light it on fire, there may be some side effects. That's how some people think of it. And others um, will tell you it's a it's a very, very bad um, thing to consume. And so either way, um, what is becoming apparent, but it's something that we also always knew, is there's a lot of money with that. Uh, because all of the states surrounding Indiana are now making a lot of money. Um, also off of a thing that a lot of people went to jail for. But that's a whole nother topic for another show. I don't even want to go down that road because that's a whole it's a whole nother thing. But a lot of money is being made. And so even some folks who may not like that type of green do like the other green. And they're like, hey. These states are making a lot of green that Indiana is not making. And so you'll see another bill pop up at the state house once again this year. Will it go anywhere? Tis the question. Maybe not. As we still have a massive Republican supermajority uh, over at the state house. Um, more factors on why elections that don't include the president matter. 317-239-1009. Caller online. Two, I think. Caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? Is that me? That is you. This is Guy Cameron. Hello. Good morning. Good morning to you. Happy Sunday morning. Listen, uh, congratulations on making it to the station on time. Uh, you <laughs> Thank know, uh, they say any job, the major thing is being there. I was I was there before it started. <laughs> but uh, maybe you can send some uh, send some of that to Black Tony on your um, Ricky Smiley morning show. He still ain't <laughs> showed up to work. <laughs> but listen, congratulations to all the uh, uh, voters in Marion County and around the country. Uh, getting out and vote and making your your wishes known, and I hope that uh, we will continue to do that. Keep these uh, people that are elected accountable because that's a big part of it now. After they've been elected, to stay on them and mm -hmm. their feet to the fire, so to speak. Also, uh, I think it was Emil Kepp that was talking about the the light show in the sky or something earlier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is, yeah, well, you know. In the, it's uh, in the scriptures it says in the last days that 
that uh, the Most High is going to show Himself in terms of that kind of thing in the sky. You know, uh, uh, different things happening in the sky. So watch the skies uh, to see what He's going to do. All right. Thank you, God. And, and uh, the other thing about marijuana, you know, what they really, I think, should do is just decriminalize marijuana. But, you know, I think uh, what you have a lot of pushback on in, in terms of the money factor, as you mentioned, you know, because it's a lot of money involved. But, uh, you know, uh, just use some of that money. Put that money back. If you're going to legalize it, put that money back into the uh social agencies that are going to have to deal with the problems that might occur through any kind of drug use. All right, Guy, appreciate you. Keep on working. All right, thank you, man. Appreciate you. You know, in Indiana, you could just, you know, the thing that everybody complains about allegedly, or at least what the Facebook comments are, are always about um, potholes. Just make the campaign that uh, marijuana legalization will go directly to pay for potholes. There you go. Now everybody's happy. Right? See? I should run for mayor. 317-239. No, mayor can't change that, so I should run. I'm going to run for governor. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. I'll never do that because I will speak my mind and um, people won't like it. I hold back enough here on the radio. So if I was actually a politician and I was going to say what I really wanted to say, yeah, I'd be on national TV all the time because can you believe what he said? Uh, caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. Is this me? It is you. Good morning. This is Donna. Hi, Donna. I just have a uh, request reference the marijuana. Okay. If you, as you said, a story for another day. Mm-hmm. Uh, too late now. You have to because you spoke about what you would do. <laughs> if you were governor. So too late now. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, can you? research and get back with us does indiana not already have a marijuana crop and we uh sent and we sell it to the surrounding areas i mean you can't grow it here so can you research that if indiana is growing and supplying our neighboring states who have it's legal in michigan and our neighboring states I believe I read that somewhere that that's actually yeah, but it it is it is, but uh, to my knowledge, and I'll double check, but you can't grow, you can't do anything with marijuana in the state of Indiana. Yeah, I get it, but what I'm saying is, we have an enterprise Mm -hmm. that's supplying to other states. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, now I now I understand. So that that just that that doesn't even make sense, right? Yeah, I know what you're talking about now. There's a business up in Noblesville where they. Are they do their business in Michigan, but their headquarters is here, so they don't grow it here, but their operation is based here. I know exactly what you're asking now. Okay, but still, we do a little more research. I actually think we are producing and providing it to other states. All right. If you could just do a little more research and get back with us on that. I'll check. I do know for sure there are businesses headquartered here that grow it in other places and sell it in other places, but they are based here. I do know that for a fact. Thank okay. you so much. Thanks. All right, 317-239-1009. I think she was in Noblesville, and I can't remember exactly what the name was, but uh, she was on the news just this week talking about um, marijuana growth in in Indiana, how it is in all the surrounding states, how they are based in Indiana. Their headquarters are 
based here, but their business is in all other states and their growing operation are is in the surrounding states. So that is you can't grow it here, can't sell it here, but your operation to sell it and to grow it can be here. That is a thing. 317-239-1009, caller on line one. Good morning, who's this? Real quick, Cameron. Mm-hmm. If the mayor, if the mayor can't make any decisions about the gun laws, the governor can decide to legalize marijuana, mm-hmm. and yet it's a federal crime. Mm-hmm. So how, how do we get to any place when everybody has uh, different authorities, and nobody's on the same page. How how how, how do you get how, how do you get there? How how do you get there to put everything on one page? Uh well, you could elect one party all the way straight up and down, but even then you have people like uh the Joe Mansions of the world and the Christian Cinemas of the world from Arizona who um when let's just talk about history. This is just fact. When the Democrats had everything, the White House, both the Senate and the House of Representatives, you had uh, Senator Joe Manchin and Senator uh, uh, Kirsten Sinema who blocked the Democrats from what they were trying to accomplish. So in the scenario that you just proposed, you would not only need all the parties to be aligned, but you would need everybody in the party to agree to let's do this. And why it's while it's being legalized at the state level, that's because the federal government is not uh, enforcing said law. They've got other things that they need to be enforcing, and they're not worried about uh, marijuana, uh, especially when it's legalized in a state. It's just not something that they really want to deal with. It's nobody's talking about it. So they're trying to deal with other things like keeping the government open so we don't have another government shutdown uh, here this month. So I hope that answers what you're yeah, you, you, yeah, you did, but but watch this, though, Cameron. If we can give trillions of dollars to these war uh, countries, then how come we can't pay our own bills? That's a great question. <laughs> Have a great day, Cameron. Thanks, man. Hey, I just drive a I just drive a bus, and I talk on the radio on Sunday. I don't have all the answers. Like I said, if I if I was if I was actually elected to something, which I will never run for, my mom always tells me you should run for nope. Mm-mm-mm. Nope, that's not that's not my lane. Um, but Paul brings up a point that I saw a lot of people bringing up just this week. You know, a lot of us are getting those emails from uh, the federal government asking, "Hey, where's that uh, student loan payment at, buddy?" And uh, I know I got that email this week. Um, but as I saw a lot of people say on Facebook, and I didn't create this, I'm just telling you what I saw. Somebody said. Who does the federal government think they are asking me for this student loan payment while they're paying for two wars right now? Somebody add that one up. Again, I just saw that on Facebook and I was like, well, I did get that email asking your payments due, buddy. All right. More conversation for another time, right? Keep voting. That's going to do it for this edition of Open Lines. I'm Mindy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. On 106.7 WTLC and Hot 100.9, I'll see you tomorrow morning on two different stations, CBS 4 starting at 5 a.m. and Fox 59 starting at 4 a.m. Brandon and Al taking over the airwaves on Hot and TLC in five seconds. We'll see you next Sunday back here live at 8.